Hey everybody, welcome back to the Dungeon Dads podcast. This is a bonus episode, 13-2. Hopefully you're caught up to episode 13. There may be some spoilers uh, in the discussions ahead if you're not. So go back and listen if you need to. Otherwise, uh, join us for the next few minutes while we're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about episodes 9 through 13 since we haven't had a bonus episode during that time. We're also going to answer some questions that uh, some of our listeners have asked us. Say awesome. hello, everybody. Sounds are you guys here great. with me? Hey. Yeah. yeah, here we hey, are. All right. hello, we got, here, we got Sam Frank. He plays Abel. Hello, hello. Uh, we've got John Watson, who plays Ionis. That is right. Hello. And we've got Tom Blaylock, who plays the DM. Hey, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> He's not uh, really hey the there. DM. He just What's plays going the on DM there? character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. Tim Carr, Phil Near. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know if I introduced myself. I'm not used to <laughs> hosting these things. Um, <laughs> all right. Now, where did I put my show notes? In typical fashion, I'm looking at the wrong page. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Episode one flashback. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Awesome. It's on brand, Tim. Keep it up. Could, Keep it up. It couldn't is. be any better. Couldn't be any better. Uh, I've never heard of the word show notes. So, show notes. You know, yeah, no. <laughs> what are you going to do? That's, that's uh, yeah, I guess that comes from uh, the TV side of things. Uh, you know, I, I think plans, should, are, I think plans should, are good. I think we should definitely call them schno notes, though. Schno sure. notes. I like it. I like it a lot. Schno notes chagrin. There you go. <laughs> Um, so I guess my question for you guys is if there's anything specific, uh, that happened between episodes nine and 13 that you want to get into a little deeper, uh, just table talk. I know it, it's a lot of episodes to cover. We've got nine, which was attack of the necroslavers, which was our battle, uh, with the slavers then, uh, and our finding of Killy episode 10, we took Killy to Lakeshire and, uh, made our way into town. Uh, episode 11, high tea, we were in disguise and found Rella. Uh, and then uh, episode 11, Hornet in the Woods, was uh, Rella leading us to the Hornet brothers and a heck of a battle. And then episode 13 was the aftermath of our fight with the Hornet brothers, uh, Hache Volar, and uh, Ionis finding uh, finding out his chest is magical. And I don't mean the one on his body. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I also want to um, uh, chime in here because... Uh, one of my uh, one of my friends here in the city who I did not know was listening to us just sent me a chest a, a text and it said, um, "You're my chest, you're my person." And then and then and then it was like thirty minutes later and she said, "Can you make me a shirt that says this?" <laughs> I was like, yes, That's great. I, I mean I totally could uh, find it under the merch link on our website. Yeah, That's right. yeah. yeah we got to get on soon. that, fellas. Yeah, Coming seriously, soon. we got some we got some really great sayings on this one. If nothing else, I want to buy the merch for myself so I can walk <laughs> right. around and that's like why some we, fly. That's ass why stuff. we need the yeah. merch so we can have our own swag. <laughs> some fly ass stuff. <laughs> <laughs> why, that's funny. Said no D and D player ever. Tom's, Tom's walking around with a big shirt with a chest on it that says, yeah. "You're my person," and he's like, "I look good, baby." <laughs> <laughs> I want one too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I have a, I have a shirt. I have this black shirt that that is, um, that looks like a velvet Elvis style, uh, um, uh, painting on it, and it's just thirteen different kitty cats. And I'm telling you, I love this shirt. At first, 
I was wearing it in an ironic kind of way. And now I'm just like, no, like I, I'll point to cats and be like, today I'm feeling like this one. Uh, so I'm not saying the chest is going to be like that, but it's going to be like that. I probably quote this more often than it, <laughs> than it probably deserves, but I would wear a t-shirt that said, I don't want any of your blazer glories, <laughs> ice mask, or quicksilver honeysuckle. <laughs> That and then I would also wear one that had all the names of Felipe Madumba. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In that, oh what is that? The, the Helvetica font or whatever it is, or it's just yeah, the uh, carriage of yeah. the future and <laughs> scourge of the, of the tall folk and <laughs> stands with bears. And... <laughs> oh my god! I feel like well, we I, get that one made. Yeah. We may be yeah. stepping on some of our our listener questions later, but that's um, true. Yeah, maybe. You know, I Blackfoot, Demon Caller, <laughs> Fire Within, Stands with Bear Mouths, Undercarriage of the Future. Oh, Stands with Bear Mouths. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. what it is. <laughs> uh, um, so anyway, episodes nine through thirteen. Yeah, um, it was a pretty good series of episodes. Yeah, man. I yeah. I uh and, you know, and each one was doing something a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, like, looking back, I was like, oh, you know, after Attack of the Necroslavers, we have a whole episode that's basically just us getting into Lakeshire. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I really enjoyed it. I listened back to it and I was like, it's really funny and there's some good character interaction. And like, even us just getting into the city what turned out to be what I thought was a pretty fun episode. So, yeah, I, I yeah. No, go ahead, John. I was, I was going to say that, that that particular episode was a big one for me because um because we find Snowbix armor. So like mm-hmm. for the first time, he's nearby. I, I've mm-hmm. I've found it, I've got a lead to where one of my family members is since they've been kind of scattered into the wind. So uh, episode ten was a uh, was a really big one for for me and my character. Yeah, I got to say for Filnir, it was kind of also uh, a big episode to go back into town. Um, and I know we didn't spend much time getting into his his uh, his situation since he was in disguise and all that. But just to sort of go back into town was kind of a a big deal. Um, even and boy, seeing Jesus of the Orc Wars really brought back a lot of memories. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fun to do another voice too. That was uh, oh yeah. my that god, was that was yeah. that was amazing. <laughs> that was so good. I mean, really. <laughs> just i mean the two of you brought it so hard i well, mean sam always brings it and, but but like like when when um jo- jonas silverman i lost my I just couldn't, shit. I just couldn't it was really it's really the i think it's the only time on the podcast so far that i've like broken character so hard that like i could not interact yeah. for the next yeah. 10 or 15 seconds it was the best part so though can, sam i, can, I just started cracking up listening to you off, off mike going i just wasn't ready for it <laughs> <laughs> i just didn't know that was gonna happen <laughs> well, i i think i think right around then and it was and really like the first time Tim pulls on the the, the Corin voice too, so I I have I have on my uh, on my Yeti mic here. I have a 
a mute button that's sort of my oh shit button but <laughs> but i often hit it twice on accident because when i want to when i want to mute fast i'm also getting nervous like i'm about to spit up or something like that and i don't know if everyone knows this does that happen a lot when you record, dm <laughs> yeah it does we, we record separate tracks and so I'm always really cognizant and I really don't want uh, whoever's editing that episode to have to go through and clean up like my childish laughter, which, <laughs> which I think happens probably a lot. We don't, like, we don't clean lot. that up. I mean, no, I don't clean no, it. It's good so, stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff, Tom. <laughs> Your laugh know. is great. <laughs> but I definitely have a lot of moments where I'm like, oh, oh, mute, mute, mute. <laughs> when did the mic boom go down? What episode was that? Did we save that? Oh, That's, oh, yeah. That that was that, that we cut that out. No, I think we I think we saved it. Okay, I think we saved well, it. I think it's coming up soon. Okay. Yeah, I think it's coming up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess uh, I guess this will get us a little bit into. I mean, I don't know, Tom. Did you have a favorite moment from episodes nine to thirteen before we move on? You know, I mean, here, here the thing that 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 I have just loved is that um, I think it was right after Grigley. So nine through thirteen, I I almost feel like I'm a spectator. And I love that. So every time that you guys just go uh, and start like doing your thing. So so in uh, in Split Toe Armory, you guys talk for like 25 minutes. And and every once in a while you ask Split Toe a question. And I'm just like, I, ch- I chime in and I'm just like loving watching you guys. And uh, so it's those moments. You guys out in the field, like figuring out the chest. I like that that to me I know it's not the high action moment of Jonas like floating on top of the the <laughs> the, the you know the house and you know it, like but it's those moments for me that just um that just do it I, I got to say that was my other that was my other big moment too when when uh you got me to say the words actually out loud and uh, mm-hmm. and then the chest just like <laughs> explodes up and I'm like oh, oh I figured out my chest I figured out my chest I figured out my chest <laughs> sometimes it takes that extra push yeah yeah for us to yeah. absorb yeah, the right. information that I feel like in editing I feel like I go back and I hear this stuff and I'm like oh my god he said this like four times I know, and it I just know. didn't it didn't get into my yeah. head it just you know, you're in yeah. your own head trying to play your character, trying to think about what's next while somebody else is going. You're like, this is my chance to think about what I'm going to do. Yep. And then you miss a detail that gets thrown out because it's so fleeting. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, to me, this is the hardest thing about the kind of the kind of storytelling that we are doing in this podcast that's different from other kinds of D&D games to me is that the other D&D games, you are listening to each other, um, but... It, it there's a lot of okay it's sam's turn if he does this i'm gonna do this if he does this i'm gonna do this but it's it it's a lot of times very mechanical and like i and i know we we all know this and all our listeners know this but like we really are going for um improv theater where we're also at the same time playing a compelling game of dungeons and dragons <laughs> and it's a lot to keep track of and so, I mean, you got hats off to you guys. Like you guys do great uh, with all of this. Well, thanks. Thanks. We appreciate it. Well, and I mean, we, we've sort of, I think, no, it's yes danced and. around it. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> yes, and um, but man, like Jonas levitating up and putting the uh, sigil back on the roof of the, the 
Guildhall is like, that's like an all timer right there. (laughs) It it really is. Like, if anybody listening wants to do some fan art, like, that is the moment. (laughs) I think that's that's like the fan art moment for sure. Yes, please. Um, Emoji hands. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and for me, I also, if you're doing some fan art, make sure, make sure that you can see that there are other buildings which are much, much, much more impressive than the one he puts the, the sigil on. I could, it's only 20 feet. It's only 20 feet. <laughs> no, I can't. It's also not one. very strong. This one. This one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will definitely be making a t-shirt of that one if I see that as fan art. <laughs> I, yeah i i i mean i love i i loved you guys like walking into the tunnel into in uh in into the back door of the of the um uh water davian consulate yeah too. you would <laughs> yeah i love that <laughs> seemed like the right thing to do at the time <laughs> yeah yeah we'll just talk our way I, in <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I still can't believe that you pulled the kamikaze shatter in the horn a wagon. I was just like, mm. especially considering how close. Like, if we hadn't saved, that was that was like TPK right there. Yeah. Well, I, I was still. I would have. I would have done something, but uh, you guys were. You guys were. You definitely mean screwed. Wild wild counter. Grigley's wild counter because that's worked out. <laughs> I definitely. I definitely wouldn't have done that. No, I mean like I would have. It would have been more like try to deal with the guy and get able up so that he can get you up <laughs> kind right of, kind right, of deal right. but uh yeah that was just one of those i mean even thinking about it from my character just like killing the one guy on the outside and then turning around you know dust myself off well well done well done kaboom like watching this whole thing like oh hell no what just happened <laughs> i i have a question about something that happened in episodes 9 through 13 how far in advance, if at all, did you know that guy was going to say, no, it's where I was born, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> did you have that joke written in advance or did, did it just not. come, it just came to you in the I, moment? <laughs> I'll tell you. That's the peak only humor thing from I Tom prepare, Yeah, right. Yeah. The only things I prepare are uh, like scenery and... Uh, I, I always have three characters up my sleeve just in case I feel like, you know, they're needed um, uh, in a in a situation. Rella was going to be uh, just relegated to uh, <laughs> to Filner's <laughs> uh, um, character sheet. I, I, I thought we were going to go. I thought I, at first I was like, well, let's just get to Galwinia, um, who is... Uh, Filnir's sister, in case anyone uh, needs doesn't doesn't know that. Yeah, we're it's uh, you know these guys all wrote um, character sheets, and like I'm sure everybody who's listening has done this, where you spend just an inordinate amount of time creating backstory and characters that are like help get your person to where they end up, and then game one starts, and you're like. Uh, it's all burning hands and you know divine <laughs> smites, and you totally forget like where you came from. Um, m- maybe not everybody, but I think I feel like that's a that's pretty common. Um, but I I tried to I tried to I tried to bring all of those people uh forward, and so like I think I've done it now. I think there's not a single 
character mention on your character sheets that you haven't heard about come in contact with um Ionis's father maybe like I guess that's one person that you haven't yeah seen, I think really. Filnir has another I think he has two sisters if I remember right and obviously you he know d- parents yeah, but they're he does, all he know, does far yeah. away and they don't necessarily need to play into this this plot line like you guys right. wrote backstories <laughs> yeah able <laughs> yeah, uh, was in the war uh lived in the mountains for yeah. the last 10 years yeah. forgot life <laughs> i do i do have one or two personal secrets that have yet to be revealed so yes you do uh-huh. and some that you are keeping from me uh, yeah well, yeah for sure yeah that way yeah. he can change them whenever he wants. Right, right, right. Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I want to give everybody here uh, a chance to answer some questions um, from our listeners, as promised. Q and A. Q and A. Um, one second before we do that though, uh, sorry to make you wait, but I just want to give you guys a heads up. Uh, episodes 14 and 15 are very special episodes for us. Uh, we actually recorded them together in the room for the first time we have ever actually played in a room together. So super awesome. I feel like it's important to mention that, especially given all the stay at home orders right now, they were recorded before this whole thing broke out. Uh, We have followed stay at home orders and we play remotely 99% of the time. (laughs) So the rest of the time. So our setup normally uh, works for this situation, but uh, just so you guys know, and, and we'll probably, tag the episode as well with that that uh you know you'll hear us talk about being in the room with each other and that was uh that was a delightful a delightful thing that happened yeah it was awesome let's also say like you know we've known each other for a long time um and we have a lot of connections to each other but tim and john had never met in person until episode 14 and 15 it was nuts. It's true. We just saw each other. Yeah. And we just we just hugged. <laughs> yep. like, yeah. What's yeah. Up, man? I mean, this is after hours, hours, and hours of playing Dungeons and Dragons together yeah. over the course of multiple years at this yeah. point. Yeah. 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 It was it was wild. Yeah. But uh yeah, opposite opposite ends of the coast. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um and all right, well that'll bring last, us to our I was gonna say, I think the last time I had seen John was like ten years ago. And he was singing and dancing on a table. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, That's that right. happened too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happened even this last time. No, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah no. no, that was his job though. You used to, he, John used to sing at Ellen's uh, Stardust yeah, in, up in uh, New York on 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 Broadway. Yep, yep, yep. It was a it was a fun um, time. Well, he's yeah. got the voice for it, so well, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, he does. Did you did you guys ever see him in a show? I mean, I, I saw him in a bunch, but obviously, but you mean not counting this show? <laughs> oh yeah, right. So yeah, not counting this show when he was actually singing and dancing. Uh, you know, the the the, the Broadway the Broadway actor. Man. I I have not had the pleasure. I have had the pleasure of hearing him sing karaoke though, which is yes, um, lights out, man. Yeah, it's lights out. But you don't want to be the one who sings after. <laughs> right, right. I think yeah. I did that. or you just got to go like opposite direction like i think you sang some nirvana and it's like yeah okay that's completely let's make myself hoarse oh shucks guys you know the 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 hard thing is i mean i i'll say i have other people in my life who have incredible voices probably not john watson level um but the thing about john watson is you can sing with him and he makes you a better singer and he just has fun with you 
And that is not true of every professional singer and every person who has like incredible voices. Like John just loves music and, and he loves sharing the music uh, with other people. And, and Sam does too. And like, that's how I I learned to play guitar. I'm always like, Tom, not my tempo, Tom. Tom, not my tempo. (laughs) Can you tune it down a half step? Tom, it's good. It's good. It's just, it's not my tempo. Okay. I'm a hard ass when we're playing our silly songs. Yeah. Hey, listen, Sam and I played a lot of music together when we lived together, but that was all, it was all a uh, guitar hero. Yeah, I was like, does, rock the, band. does guitar hero count? Yeah. It, it definitely yeah, man, we counts. We practiced a lot. Yeah, yeah we did too. Yeah. yeah. In our sweaty apartment, sitting there playing the drums is dripping. Yeah. Queens of the Stone Age, threes and sevens. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Well, it's it's uh, all right. Well, let's get um, let's get to some questions. Unless you guys have anything else, yeah, we're good. Let's do it. Oh, uh, I mean, we've so got the, a lot else, but let's <laughs> yeah, get to that's some true. questions. That's true. Hey, we can interject all we want. Um, there's yeah. a few questions. I apologize if we don't get to everybody. Um, the first question relates to what we were just talking about. The first question is from Benjamin Earl on Facebook. He asked, "What pl- platform do we use to remotely play?" Roll twenty. Yeah, and Zencaster. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we and use Zencaster, Zencaster for, for audio. recording. Yeah. Uh, the nice thing about Zencaster is that um, unlike a lot of VOIP software, it's not recording what's coming through the internet. Uh, we all, it makes recordings of all our stuff locally and then auto mixes it, which is nice. Not that John and Tim don't have to go tweak the heck out of it every now and then, but, uh, or most of the time, but uh, the audio quality ends up being a lot better than what you would normally get recorded over the internet because it's not actually being recorded over the internet. It just syncs us all up and then we're all recording locally. Right. Right. Actually, I think um, thus far you have yet to hear an auto mix from Zencaster because I think John and I are uh, a little too neurotic about going in and tweaking <laughs> and cutting. Let's, let's and do this one. Let's, let's see. Let's see what, I mean, do you guys feel Listen, we can try it. It might one? be a noisier track than everything else they're used to hearing, let's, but it's a bonus episode. If we're going to do it, this yeah, is this the one to do it. it. I agree. I agree. Yeah, this is and it's, you know, we only got one day to turn it around. <laughs> and, yeah. and we've, we've had a couple folks hitting us up on social for tips about playing remotely, which we are happy to dispense because that's all we do. A hundred percent of the time. A hundred percent. I mean, so, literally we paid, we played for three years and four years, and John and Tim had never met each other. Three years. Yes, yeah, three three years, I think. Uh, yeah, three but years. yeah, that was the first time we met was, you know, I saw a little screen of Tim. Yeah. I was like, yeah. all right, yeah. hello. My name's John. And then I figured out how to make the screen large. <laughs> and then, yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> but, no extra uh, detail, just bigger pictures. Right. <laughs> we, we really like Roll20, and I think Roll20 really likes us, which we can talk about more. Yeah. Uh, when this really When this episode releases... Uh, I think yeah. that we are going to be um, highlighted on their spotlight program uh, as a, uh, uh, a, a a super user or something like that. Of uh, oh, yeah. as a spotlight content creator, yeah. yeah, yeah. You've already seen the hashtag um, on Twitter because uh, they've told us to go ahead and start using it. But I think they're yeah they're going to make an announcement Monday morning, same time so you downloaded cool. the show. Super exciting, guys! I mean, and it's nice, you know. I mean. It's nice to be able to plug somebody who you actually like. Not, <laughs> this is going to sound really corny to say, but like, not only do we really like this platform, like it has made a huge difference in all of our lives. <laughs> it really yeah. has. It's true. It's yeah. awesome. 
because uh, yeah. I don't, I don't. If this didn't exist, I don't know that we would have gotten this first game off the ground. We wouldn't be doing a podcast now. No. And so, uh, yeah, we definitely, we definitely have a lot of warm feelings for Roll Twenty and their platform. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. They've been great. It works for our, our non-pod games too, map integration and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah. a lot that they offer. Uh, offer as DMs. You know, Tom. Tom first started out and he did a homebrew and he was just drawing his own maps and then. We started another one and they had maps provided for him and I'm DMing one and I see the maps and they're awesome and they I can download other characters or download other maps that I can build. It's crazy. Yeah, and I'll say the DM community there, you have to be pro. You have to be have a pro account um to get like the instant feedback from the developers. But like I'll post on their on their DM uh feedback post and I'm I'm telling you it's twenty minutes. And uh, someone has a workaround for something that I want to do, uh, or or they say, "Oh, that's a great idea. Like, let's integrate that." And I'm and a lot of those things have been integrated. The the questions that I, I mean, of course, it's not just because of me. <laughs> Lots of people are playing these things, and they have they have the same issues, or they have the same ideas. And then if it gets enough uh, momentum, then they just do it. They just they just fix it. That's how they that's how they um, queue up their development programming and coding is from their uh, their sort of in-house social DM help pages. Awesome. awesome. We like him. Yeah, it's great. Um, all right, next question. I don't know who else is looking at the question document, so let me know if you are. Otherwise, I'll just keep rattling them off. No, um, you keep doing it, man. Uh, Alex Cupaway from Facebook also uh, asked if we will ever do guests on our podcast. And I think by do, he doesn't mean like sexual. I think he means have guests on the podcast. Oh, my goodness. I could be wrong. I could totally be wrong. Tim. Oh, man. Naughty you know, boy. As I, as I read this, Tim, maybe. Maybe uh, maybe it's a little different from yeah, what maybe, I thought. Uh, can Tim, you... I expect this from Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the host chair. That's all. <laughs> it's the power. <laughs> that, that may be yeah. that may be it <laughs> you know uh, so here's the thing uh, i i mean i think we certainly could have guests we certainly could do guests um it's and maybe this is just my mental block but like at this point our characters are so wrapped up in each other and the plot is so sort of tangled i mean not in a good way, you know, we've got pretty thick plot going on. We don't have as much of an episodic structure where it's easier for people to sort of pop in and pop out. Um, I just, I think it would be a lot for somebody to step into. I guess that's a long way of saying. Yeah, it could be. I think, yeah. I, think uh, I think it would be a lot for someone to step into for a couple of episodes. But I, I would certainly, it would be fun to try. I mean, Tom, do you think you could bring somebody up to up to uh uh you know we we as mentioned before we do record in advance so that we have time to edit so what you guys have heard is not everything that's happened which would be a little bit more difficult for right. a guest to catch up on but i feel like you could do a summarized or you know uh a version for the character that they were going to play that doesn't necessarily have the need of all the backstory that's happened for our characters because they'd be coming from a different place in the world potentially um yeah i it's very doable i mean um you know from the beginning, I I really I didn't want us to be the dungeon dads. I I wanted us to have a woman or two on this on this uh, podcast uh, because I well for a lot of reasons I I thought that would be great to have someone who was 
not also a uh, you know forty something dude. Um, so I think in 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 that sense, like I'd love to have someone come on and and um, provide a different perspective, provide a, a little bit different perspective. Yeah, um, uh, I have a couple of people in mind, and I know you guys do also. Um, uh, the people I have in mind are all caught up. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and love D and D also, and could probably jump on. Um, my my only concern, I mean, really, it's not narratively. It it really is um, making sure that we get people up for the audio, and right, and you yep. know, I mean, yeah. I, I I can say that like, you know, Tim works on a show. And when they have guests who are remote, they send them a box <laughs> of tech and, and it's like ready to go. And we don't we have just, that yeah, capability not at not all, there. <laughs> you know, and like, like, like these mics would be nothing for a big show, but I, you know, this is like a $200 mic. And, uh, I would feel bad if we had a guest who was using, uh, you know, AirPods and, and you could just tell, yeah, yeah you right. know? Right. Well, and I think we the motivation the for a lot of shows to do guests is like, hey, here's a cool famous person who's going to come on and guest for a couple of episodes. Or here's somebody who's on this other show. And we don't know any of those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> guys. I mean, if you guys know famous D&D players who want to come and be on our podcast, let us know and we'll, we'll make some room. <laughs> guys, I am so sorry. We just got a tornado warning. And I need to get the kids. I need to oh, get the no. kids downstairs right now. Okay. Okay. We're gonna. Right. We're, we're gonna. We're gonna. Should we? Should we keep recording <laughs> until John gets back with the kids? I'll come back and say I survived. <laughs> or, yeah. I just, or I yeah. just won't okay. come back. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Keep them safe. Yeah. I'll keep them safe. Uh, I'll right. talk to you guys later. See you, John. Time out there. Okay. All right. See ya. Leave your camera on, John, so we can see when when everybody comes downstairs and huddles okay. in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> John laughed. He didn't think it was funny, though. No, no. he really didn't. He really no, didn't. No, he really, he, he really, really didn't. Um, you know, and also, John has a brand new house, and it's not actually not brand new. It's like a hundred years old, but it's just new, it's to, new him. to him. Yeah, and uh, man, dangerous weather is real, real, real scary, especially when you've never. You've never had it in a new place. Yeah. Uh, so shall we keep going? Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Uh, um, so we will John soldier will, on in the face of adversity. Uh, in the face maybe, of John's adversity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, this next question is oddly appropriate, not to make light of John's situation in any way, shape, or form, but what's the hardest part of producing Dungeon Dads, aside from losing a cast member suddenly oh, to an emergency? I mean, I think the scheduling is the hardest yeah. thing. Absolutely. I, I yeah. mean, it makes sense. We, we've got, we, we all, we live in wildly different parts of the country, California, New York, Austin, Charlotte. Um, and we have very, we all have different relationships with our spouses, significant others, different like, like work schedules for, for them. I know Jen gets up crack of dawn uh, on Monday morning, we, we, we tend to record on Sunday night. Um, and so it's still a work night and, um, yeah, I don't know. That's like, you know, 
John's wife's a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say everything else about making the show is pretty much fun. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I don't even even some of the nuts and bolts stuff that we I mean, Tim, you and John, you know, do a lot of the editing work, which I know can be kind of painstaking. And, you know, some of the website updating and, and publishing stuff can be a little painstaking, but it's not like onerous necessarily. And the actual recording of the episodes is always a blast. Yeah. Well, that was Matthew Smith's. Uh, I forgot to mention your name before, but Matthew Smith asked this question on Facebook. And the second part of it was what's the most enjoyable part? Um, I mean, editing, sound editing is always a little bit of a pain in the butt because it, there's no quick way to do it. And our episodes are, you know, movie length ish usually. Uh, but I think the most enjoyable part is is obviously playing because we have a ton of fun with each other. But I also enjoy uh, just like reliving the games when I go back and listen to them both to edit yeah. or just to hear what John's edited and, and, you know, send notes, that kind of stuff. Same. I mean, I, you know, in, in my other life, I do a lot of writing and, um, I have so much like solitary time thinking and putting, you know, ideas together, writing, editing that the thing that I, I thought that I would love the most, which is the prep for the games as a DM. Um, I like it, but it's it's the loneliest kind of uh, work because the people that I want to like talk about the cool stuff I'm thinking about, I can't. <laughs> right? Like I can't. I can't call Sam and Tim and John and be like, "Oh my god, you guys! I just had this amazing idea." for a bard who's going to sing like you know songs to you guys and you know spoiler alert that might happen <laughs> uh, you know um but uh uh you know like i've got something coming up real 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 soon that uh i that you can't tell us about i just i just want to talk i just want to talk to somebody about it i talked to kiyomi about it and she's like oh that sounds really interesting um uh but she's so far behind because you know, she just, she just listened to episode 11 and we're recording several episodes ahead of that. And so like, she's also like, Oh, don't spoil it for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's sweet. It's super lonely. Well, um, and I mean, I think that gets to something too of, um, you know, the fun part is really bouncing off of each other. And when, you know, by our powers combined, we end up coming up with something that is much better than any of us could have done on our own. Mm-hmm. I think a lot about, I, my, I think it was Chris Rock, or it was another stand-up comedian maybe was talking about people thinking about going into stand-up. And, you know, they think like, I'm funny. He's like, but, you know, they're like living room funny and not, you know, stand-up comedian funny. And I have always like worn that, as a badge of honor, like I am living room funny, <laughs> you know, like I've never been tempted to do stand up. I've never, but to me, what that means is you can bounce off somebody else, right. And say something that's funny in the moment, but you're not going to be sitting there by yourself thinking about your observations about society and you know, how hilarious they are. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that's a long way of saying, I think this is a format that rewards living room funny. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, that's and that's, right. that's part of the appeal is like you get four guys together who are all, all living room funny. 
that's a pretty funny living room. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's yeah. like, that's a living room I want to hang out in, you know, yeah. and maybe a living room I want to hang out in more than one with four stand up comedians, you know? Yes, definitely. I love stand up comedians, but I, Me too. I, I don't necessarily love like hanging out with a room in a room full of them. It's not, it's actually not pleasant. <laughs> It's like, even if it's funny, it's real not pleasant. Really, really, yeah. really unpleasant. And they can be kind of dark sometimes. Stand up super dark. Like, there's no there's no opportunity if you have a room full of stand-ups, uh, stand-up comics, that everybody's up. <clears throat> like, that never has happened in the history of the world. <laughs> right? <clears throat> you don't ever have that. So. Right. Okay. Anthony, I'm looking at you, man. You're a funny, funny, funny guy. But, whoo. Dude, when you get to your, with your friends and you have me over, it is it is rough stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's a that, call that out took for a dark Anthony. turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, all right, let's move on to a question from uh, Joshua Kanapke, who who uh, put this down on Facebook. What are y'all's D and D roots? What edition got each of you started, and what edition is your favorite? I think I'm the oldest one, right? The, the not the oldest, but the I think I'm I think also you, the oldest. I think you started. But, yeah. you, I think you started the earliest. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, ten years old, living in Okinawa, Japan, and my uh, my mom's good friend, who was a teacher at at uh, at my school, uh, Russell Sparks, still a Facebook friend. He's a he's a listener now. Um, I think he was not necessarily wanting to play with a bunch of kids, um, but uh, I think he took what he could get and he had a long-term game with his brothers and his friends in Texas. And we had two Marines and uh, me and a 13 year, I was 10 years old, a 13 year old uh, named Craig and his little brother, Charles. And we played for about two years with on AD and D second edition, AD and D advanced Dungeons and dragons. I think it was second edition. It was like when they started doing all kind of weird, um, uh, weird additions to the to the base game, um, and that's and then I didn't play. I stopped playing when I was thirteen, and I didn't play again until Sam and I talked and we both bought players' handbooks for fifth edition, yep. and started we started a game with Tim and John and some other friends and. I had never actually played Dungeons and Dragons until we started playing. Um, my experience was, uh, and I think this is true for a lot of kids, like you're fascinated by these books and like all these rules and all this arcane knowledge and like you make characters and stuff, but not a lot of 11 year olds like have access to someone who can DM, like especially not in, you know, 1990. Uh, so, you know, me and my friends would like, we owned a lot of different rule books for different game systems. We made characters all the time, but we never actually played. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, what do we, champions, uh, the teenage mutant Ninja Turtles role-playing game, uh, GURPS, you know, all sorts of, I mean, we had all sorts of rule books and would like make all sorts of crazy characters and outfit them and spend time like drawing up what our bases were going to look like and everything. But you don't have anybody who can sit down and like tell a story and run an encounter. And like, that was, that was just kind of beyond our skill set at the time. So, um, 
it was a chance to be like, oh, wait a second. Now we have those skill sets. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. Yep. Uh, as you heard, they, uh, I, my, my first game was with Sam and Tom. Uh, so they brought me in on fifth edition. So I am not familiar with any of the earlier ones. Fifth, but, fifth uh, edition now, is so much better. I will say that said, I've played the heck out of Baldur's Gate too. So yeah, you know, there's and Neverwinter Nights and like all of the D and D computer games that were like based on the D and D rule set. So you know, obviously very familiar with a lot of that. Familiar with a lot of the lore. Um, you know, had read some of the novels, that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, this hadn't really played till now. Well, I can say that John. When we started playing, see, he, he had not ever played before. Um, but what he realized when he bought the player's handbook, the 5e player's handbook, is that he had been re- reading the Forgotten Realms novels for like 20 years. And he <laughs> didn't know that it was based on a game. And so, and so wow. he's like, yeah. So, see, he told me we were like, he, he sort of confided to me. He's like, it was really weird because unlike other action scenes, they would just start to tell what one person does at a time. And, and he's like, <laughs> I, it was, it, he said, I loved it. It was so weird, but I loved it. And, uh, and so on our first, our very first game, uh, not our first session, but our very first game. Um, oh no, it was the second game we played uh, because the first one was totally homebrewed. The second one we played storm Kings thunder and, uh, and, there was some dwarf that I had not really fully prepared for and, and he shows up and John like started asking <laughs> me all these, what you're talking remember this? About. he started yeah. asking us all the, asking me all these questions about like what clan the dwarf was from, what does his tattoo look like? And I was literally like, he has a tattoo. Yes. Okay. It looks like a triangle. And he goes, are you sure it's not a hammer? And whatever. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. And we're just like, He's like, yo, I know the lore of this. I read three books that happened at this very, like in this same mountain that we're talking about. I'm like, oh, geez. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, so even though he didn't have experience, he had experience. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Uh, the next question I've got here for us, uh, and we're going to take a little break from Dungeons and Dragons. This is going to be more of a parenthood question um, directed at everybody is what is your favorite dad moment? Uh, this is from uh, Richard Sacks of Wine Long on Twitter uh, at Sacks of W. He also included, my daughter was telling me how another student ate a crayon at school. I told her we don't eat crayons. Only Marines and their children eat crayons. I got a phone call a few days later from the teacher. <laughs> that's, Tom, that's this one good. hit home for you, I think. I, right? It hit home for me. I just immediately I was like, oh, my God, Richard, you must be in the Navy or the Air Force. Because like, <laughs> there's just no way, there's no way anybody who's not in the service or wasn't in the service at some point is is uh, is gonna is gonna like really get this. I, I grew up in a marine base um, in in Okinawa, and I can tell you that like this is the kind of stuff that like the forces say about each other. And I mean, I'm I'm sure it's all good fun, but. Um, no, it's actually not all good fun. Like, <laughs> like, like, Marines are sort of seen as the jarheads, and even though I, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't think that they are. Um, they're they're sort of the 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 put upon force by by the others. So it was uh it sort of it sort of hit home for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, do we want to like the answer actual, our dad the, moments? Actual yeah, the actual answer to the dad yeah. moments. I mean, you can't like it's hard to pick one, right? It really is. Um, I will tell you, there's there's one dad moment of Tom's that Leah and I still quote all the time, which is about Cubby. Oh yeah, oh my gosh, uh, I just when I had a little kid, I I was we were she she was small and she was talking so much and. I this is my oldest this is Aya and I I just would talk back to her and so everything was uh uh dad what this cubby and I was like I don't you know I know that's not a that's a pencil oh it's a pencil oh okay okay but she was like 18 months old 19 months old like other kids were not like making sentences in 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 our world in our orbit um and uh yeah so everything she pointed to was like what that cubby and and then one day she pronounced the whole word and she said dad what this could be <laughs> and, and i was like oh man it was like four months <laughs> four months of Cub- me being like cubby. no cubby not <laughs> no that's not a cubby uh, this is a cubby, you know. This is a little hole where you can put stuff in. Um. <laughs> but yeah, Leah and I still will occasionally turn to each other and go, "What this cubby? What this cubby?" <laughs> I think my favorite, my favorite recent one is um, I knocked Charlie's head, putting him in the car, and he said, "Ow!" And I said, "Charlie, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you." He goes, "That's okay, Daddy. Even when I'm frustrated with you, I still love you." <laughs> oh man. Oh he's man. Th- he's three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and everyone was like, oh, he's so smart. He's oh, he's so I was like, no, I say that to him three times a day. <laughs> he's just he's parroting it back now. <laughs> Charlie, even when I'm frustrated with you, I still love you. <laughs> man, I, I I can't help myself, but I love it when my kids give it give it back to me. Yeah. Um and I just, you know. I know I'm building more little like Tom Blaylock clones and it, and it sort of sucks. And I just, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm just like, are. Oh God, <laughs> like, 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 like Sam, what Charlie said to you, my children would literally never say that to me. <laughs> like, like literally never. Um, and you know, that's, that's sweet. I mean, you know, you, you're raising better humans than I am. I think. Tim, you got a favorite dad <laughs> moment? Uh, I mean, there's one that's very recent that comes to mind. And then there's one that's, uh, another one comes to mind when Brendan, my firstborn was, was born. I just remember being there and I'm standing in the hospital and I'm, I'm looking at this baby that's, you know, covered in, in all sorts of liquids and stuff. And it just vaguely out of the side of my ear, I just hear like, dad, are you okay? And it totally just goes by me. And I'm just like, that's a weird question. Like my dad's not in the room. You know, uh, just, like, and they just go like, dad, are you okay? And then I realized, like, I look at the nurse, I'm like, who are you talking? And then she's like staring me just like, right. Like looking at my face, yeah. she's like, dad, are you okay? And I was just like, oh my God, that's, you know, like the moment when the first person that like reminds you that yeah. you are now a father in words was like mm-hmm. the nurse going like, and you know, they just want to make sure you're not going to pass out. Cause some people do apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that moment, uh, comes to mind. And then. Uh, much more recently, I have two boys. Uh, before the theaters got closed, I took them to see Onward, which uh, I loved for multiple reasons, including its tie into Dungeons and Dragons. But about halfway through the movie, my four-year-old was like, 
daddy, can I sit on your lap? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. He sits on my lap and there's a cave scene that comes up and my seven-year-old gets scared and he snuggles in close to my arm. And my wife let me take the boys by myself. So it was the two of them. And the story also hit home because I lost my father like three years ago. And so it's, you know, two brothers trying to find their dad. And I was just, you know, kind of like dripping tears on my four-year-old's <laughs> face. And I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, a, it's a sad moment, but I loved it. Yeah. Just snuggling with the two of them, you know, yeah, watching a, the story. You think you're going to sit down for a fun Pixar movie. If you're a dad, that movie is rough. Yeah, like, it's a, it's really really hard. I've I've kind but of in been, a wonderful way. Charlie wants to watch Disney Plus. He he's, he's like, oh, let's watch Onward. I'm like, no, son, let's watch something else. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not. It's Saturday morning. Like I'm not up <laughs> for that level of emotional engagement right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I give you guys a lighter one? Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What this cubby? What this cubby? Um, when I was uh, um, so we put our girls in uh, the room that had the the toilet for a lot of reasons. Um, uh, <laughs> but we didn't have a toilet in ours. New York living. Yeah. And, um, and when Sumi was like four months old, um, she got really like really sick. And, and I went in and I, and I, 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 I was like, oh, I'm going to check this diaper again. And it was like, she'd been having diarrhea all the time. And like, I, I, I pick her up and she sort of hugs on me and she's really sweet. And I, and I, I had not put the diaper on yet. And, and then I like, I smelled it. I heard it. And like, I just knew she had like diarrhea, but like it wasn't on me. I turned on the light. I woke up my other kid. I was looking like there was no shit anywhere. I was like, my God, it was just like a really weird, like juicy fart. Uh, Four years later, we uh, moved them out of of this room. And like I had built this, like I had built this, uh, this bunk bed system that had a, that had a, uh, uh, a slide that I made in it. So that they were living in the closet and their little their little heads were out of the closet, and the, it, it's it's hard to de- it's hard to describe. Just know that they, I had built them this an amazing thing that they were sleeping in. That was also a slide and a jungle gym type thing, and it was in the closet. Um, and I was dismantling the in a very it was very sad for me. I was dismantling this thing that I built that my children had slept in that I couldn't do anything other than take a picture of because it's New York living, and you know it's got to go. And when I move the slide, like I'm removing it and I have my hand on it. And and instead of it being this like super smooth back of the of the wood that I had like meticulously like sanded to make it super smooth, um, I peel it back and and I immediately remember this shit. <laughs> like four years later because oh, it was such an issue because Kiyomi and I like got in the room and we smell something but we're like maybe it's just just like farts and and <laughs> and the, the the shit had had just congealed and it had formed this like like paddy layer this yeah. middle layer between between the slide and the wall and when I removed it um, it actually fell down. It didn't crumble. It like stayed. It held its like it its fossilized. shape. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was four year old shit. 
um, <laughs> oh, that I couldn't, that I didn't find. I would have had to unscrew the whole bed to get to it. Um, so I think that was sort of, I was kind of like, wow. Ladies we, and gentlemen, Tom's favorite dad moment. I was, yeah. I mean, it was, a, I, I was like, this is so funny. I don't know. Like, this is like, that is a very dad moment, though, having to go disassemble the furniture because you're moving. Yeah. 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 So, wow. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. God, that just made the whole podcast worth it, I think. <laughs> I don't know. This was all a quest for that piece of information. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so next, Rosanna Robles yeah. is uh, oh, you got asking all right. something. Rosanna has been... Robles. 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 She Gringo. has been top-notch on Facebook <laughs> uh, since the very beginning. Uh, thank you so much, Rosanna. Um, if you were going to set up your character or the campaign again, how would you do differently? How would you do it differently? Uh, or would you do anything differently? What do you guys think? Ooh, that's That's a good question. Uh... I think there are some opportunities missed. Uh, I would have rolled that, the higher constitution. There you go. Um, <laughs> to <laughs> let you take a different feat instead of having to just buff up your HP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to whittle down to any one moment. Obviously, the role's success can dictate how you have to react, and I think that's, um, you know, that's the biggest part in my mind that would change things. Um, I, yeah, there are definitely moments like there are definitely times where I've left an episode and I was like, Oh, I should have said X or, Oh, it would have been really funny if I thought of Y, but like none of those things have stuck around long enough that I'm still kicking myself over them. Yeah, and it's right. kind of amazing how quickly these characters have started to feel like real people, you know? So it's hard to say like, like even Abel's flaws are part of who he is. You know, it's like, it's not like I would want to go back and remove those flaws. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I definitely have a few things that I wish I'd have done. I'm sure like you the have, goblin market. I'm sure you have more no, than we do. I, I think the goblin market ended up being great the way it was. Like, I think I, it like, works better as a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe it was going to be, it was going to be awesome, but whatever. Um, <laughs> no, uh, one thing is in the moment when I let Tim, uh, do the alter self, uh, oh, potion, yes. yeah. I 100% like I, I knew it in the moment, uh, that should take it, should have, it should have, it, sh- it, it should have turned, uh, um, Filnir into Despo Good Shower. Um, <laughs> Uh, so that, that absolutely yeah. should have happened. Make me do a Holly Hunter, Hunter yeah. voice. <laughs> yeah, do your, do, do your Holly Hunter. You, gotta, Holly you, gotta, Hunter. you just got to move your mouth to the side a little bit. Yeah, just that's move the, that's the most side a little thing. bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, now you get um, to hear my Holly Hunter voice. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. really good, Tim. That, that is good. That's <laughs> shockingly good. Now I'm twice as sad that he didn't get. Turned yeah, I got to dial it in. Tom, you really fucked that one up. No, I really, I really, really, really did. Um. And then um, I think for me, there are two big things that I thought we'd get to in the first four or five episodes that in my original like thinking about this world were central. And I still think that they're really important. We still haven't gotten to them. And I wish I had just like 
told you guys what they were and didn't have it be a part of the story to unveil these things. And it would have made it would have it would have changed things drastically, I think. Um I have no idea if it would have been in a good way or a bad way. Um, but I think that we would have gotten I mean, I I think episodes nine through thirteen are we have really hit our stride. Yeah. And I'd agree with I, that. and I I don't know if we'd have hit our stride earlier if I'd have had these these small tweaks in the in the beginning. But maybe, maybe, um, hmm. narratively at least. Mm. So interesting. And 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 one of them is part of Sam's uh, secret that Abel has. Uh, that is, you know, uh, mm, still doubly secret. doubly yeah. interesting. Yes, I see. I see. All right. Well, along the same line of thinking, uh, Michael Prince asked, what is the craziest curveball the players have thrown into the game this far? So I think, Tom, this question kind of yeah. goes to you. I mean, without question, Grigley's, the whole, everything that happens in the Grigley, in the, in the pizza, the pizza hut, um, episode, uh, episode, literally everything that happened there, I was not ready for and, uh, really threw me for a loop. Um, these guys deciding to abandon Hark Army. <laughs> I was not ready for that. Um, <laughs> uh, I was ready. I had a whole, like, I, I they were going to assault the tower. Like, that was, like, the next thing that was going to happen. And it was going to be a lot of, like, getting out some of the narrative that is coming up in the next, like, few episodes. Um, uh, you know, I was I not think- ready. And that that was definitely like a big turning point. I mean, it's huge turning point for my character excellent. for sure, and a turning point for the show because it was really the point where we started getting to make our own decisions, like moral yeah. decisions, but also decisions in general. Like up until that point, we were still operating within this heart structure, and I think even more than anything else, I mean, aside from the fact that we were pretty sure those guys were evil. Uh, or evil-ish. Yeah. <laughs> um, Xenophobic, definitely. Yeah. yeah, It was a desire to, you know, be able to make our own decisions and not kind of be beholden to this military structure where we kind of had to follow orders and then work within that. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, for those of you looking back or who listened to those episodes, like it might seem like, oh, this is where all of this stuff was leading to. It was not. I mean, Tom just said it was a bit, it was kind of a curveball. For, I, I didn't realize I was going to say that until we were in the moment. Yeah. Like until he was asking, you know, we all got to ask the questions and sort of had to deal with. And it was something that I had been not exactly worried about, but something I had been thinking about a lot was because we're in the situation where we just have to follow orders, we haven't really had to think about what we want to do. Yeah. You know, John didn't have to think about what he wanted. Phil near, you know, we were all just sort of trying to survive and trying to follow orders. And that was sort of the first moment where it was like, okay, what do you, what do you really want? And I was like, oh yeah, we should be making decisions based on that. Shouldn't we? (laughs) Yeah. 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 The characters, I mean, uh, to a point, you know, when you're level one, level two, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not exactly uh, a superhero yet. You're not standing. I mean, I guess, you know, we were basically making the decisions we had to survive and to follow Mm -hmm. the orders that we were given. So, 
Uh, well, I, I mean, think, just as I a, think in terms of the level up structure, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, where it, it happened, but it's. I think it's. I'm, I'm. I love hearing that the next thing that was supposed to happen was that we were going to assault the tower, and yeah. that we just completely took a left turn. Yeah, you completely took a left turn, and and honestly, um, I just just to give you a sense of this, I had done as much prep for that other guy, the guy from Monterre, as I had for Waverly Cloudsack. Like that guy was going to be a. And and may come back. I don't even remember the guy's name right now. And <laughs> and and he, you know, he was the one who Abel had seen uh, who had seen Abel yeah. before. He like asked him to 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 knight him again. Um, you know, like like I had I had really like that guy was going to be really important when you got back from this mission, and you're never going back to, at yeah. least from that mission. <laughs> you know, right. and right. that guy's certainly not still there. Right. So right. Right. Okay. Um, have we chosen backup characters for when or if dice roll bad dice rolls happen at the wrong time? Uh, I can safely say that I have not rolled another character in the background. I have not even thought about it, but I'm also not the healer. So maybe I'm just assuming that if I go down, <laughs> somebody will bring me up. Yeah. Um, I suppose that shatter from the Hornet wagon should put that into our heads as a possibility. Yeah. Well, and I think part of it too is like we would have to have a character that would make narrative sense. I mean, because we're doing this as a show and not necessarily as just a campaign that we're playing, we would have to have a character that would make narrative sense to inject into the story at the point where we die. So it's hard to say like to have something in advance. I've always wanted to play a Dex based Eldritch Knight, but you know. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a chance sooner rather than later. Maybe you will. <laughs> <laughs> some some Adarin uh, adventurer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, right. I know well, John. Obviously. Not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think John. I think John would be crushed. I think. I think, I think if broken. Jonas got killed, he would be Jonas's long lost twin brother. <laughs> Bonus. Bonus. Bonus bonus. <laughs> who had who had stayed at the arcane school studying and was the exact same level as Jonas was now, right. but right. had twice as many spells because he had access to the school's whole library. Yeah, right. but I wouldn't let him be an evoker. <laughs> I, would, I would be such a dick about it. I'd be like, you are actually a conjuration wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Enchantment. Yeah. 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 Enchantment is too good. It has to be uh, conjuration. I mean, the, the, the conjurer's no, big thing they do is it. a stone. They get a, they get a stone that can like give them a plus one to something. I don't know. They, it probably does other stuff too. I didn't know you had so much uh, ill will towards conjurers, Tom. No, I think they're, look, I'd kiss one if I had to. Um, uh, <laughs> um, um, no, but their big their big uh, thing is like if they're concentrating on a conjuration spell, they they don't have to roll um, uh, concentration checks to 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 keep it up, and that's like at like level ten, I think, which is a pretty badass ability, um, uh, especially if you have a you know a lot of hit points. <laughs> but it's nothing compared to pockets. No, it's nothing compared to pockets. That's true. Right. Can I can I um uh share a little bit of like news about the other stuff that we're doing? 
no. sure. I just want to say thanks to Brian McLaughlin for that question. I do want to make sure we get to Anthony Greenstein's question, but if you want to interject some news first, Tom, that's totally fine. Well, I mean, uh, we have rolled up other characters for... Are we no. announcing this now? I mean, is it? Is it? No, maybe not time. Maybe not I think time. we got to tease it out. We got to okay. announce that there will be an announcement in the future. We've just yeah. teased an announcement. We just teased an announcement. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I think, you know, maybe we can post some poetry, some art. Yes. Well, we'll Let's, tease it out until we'll the, big, it out. the big announcement. All right. Yeah. Um, so Anthony Greenstein's question. What D&D monster, excluding the animals that exist in the real world, would you want as a real-life pet, and why? Imp. 100%. 100% an imp. Uh, little why? devil changes into a raven, changes into a spider. Um, I mean, as long as he liked me. I wouldn't want him trying to like like hijack my life or anything. Um, but yeah, imp. So we're talking about his... is it yeah, is like specifically monsters? I mean that's like what it says. Having an but... arch like does it like an arch lich, does that count as a monster? Cause that would be a dope pet. I mean <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, is the is an owl bear a race or is it a monster? It's a monster, right? Like that yeah. seems yeah. like a cool... oh, owl bear is certainly yeah, monster. Yeah, and that I think if it like can be cool. held with mon- hold monster, then it counts as hold as a monster, which yeah. is creatures yeah. and everything. Yeah, maybe like a halfling. Actually, I mean, I know that's not. Uh, that's... I mean, that's a a, th- a thinking person and everything like that. But like, you know, maybe just my little friend, like having a halfling friend, would be cool. Yeah, but what about a dragon? I mean, a dragon's a monster. You could have a dragon as a pet. Uh, no, nah, that's too too messy. Listen. I live in the city, man. <laughs> that's true i mean we yeah we all do it, but... he, he just told about us a, a story baby about how his daughters had to sleep in a closet what's he yeah. gonna do with a dragon <laughs> yeah. i mean imp halfling this is it like i can't go right. too much like bigger than that he's like it would be great to have friends who were tiny and didn't take up much space <laughs> yeah like hang out in the house and like you know they don't take up all like, my couch isn't very big yeah, I think I think an owlbear, assuming it was friendly to us, would be a lot of fun. It could carry the kids around. They could ride it. That's cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. A giant. I mean, Sam's, maybe, maybe Sam's like poking a, through his monster I'm manual. Flipping through my monster manual here. <laughs> maybe a carrion crawler. No, that's yeah. gross. That's <laughs> gross, man. What I are mean, you gonna be like? You have you have friends fun. over and be like, oh, this is uh, this is Harvey, my carrion crawler. Um. Don't get too close because he'll paralyze you. Like, I mean, what? No. <laughs> Listen, guys, I know it's the cliche choice, but it's hard to beat a dragon. They made a whole series of movies just about how cool it would be to have a dragon for a pet. Like a pseudo dragon, maybe. I'd have a pseudo dragon. Sure. I don't want no big dragon. He's not, I mean... Yeah, I guess you don't have room for a four hundred year old full full grown no. adult dragon. No, and and how sad is it for the dragon? Like the person's gonna die, you know. That's true. Like then who gets the dragon? No, no. Put it in your will, just like a bird. Yeah, you can't own a dragon, just like you can't own a halfling. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, never let it be said that Dungeon Dads avoids the tough questions. <laughs> That's right. right. What, right, what the right. hell is this question? This next question, Tim. Here's here's a tough question from Facebook uh, Facebook follower Tim Carr. No, uh, who is the bald lady? 
No, go, go and, to hell. And is it Joshua Kanapke's theory that it's the bald lady from Total Recall? <laughs> totally. It should, Which means totally it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Be. What does yeah. she say? You're in for quite a surprise. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I just, um, I just put it together that like, that his name is uh, Schwarzenegger. Schwarz- like, Schwarzenegger. I know, but like, it sounds a little bit like Schwanz. Which is a. I'm glad you yeah. just found that out, Tom. Yeah, I just thought of that. <laughs> These yeah. amazing insights that come in an hour and seven minutes into the podcast. <laughs> it's for the people who stick around. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, All right. Well. Um, Anything else? Uh, we. We have a few more questions if you guys want to keep going. I can I can pull up some of these other ones. I just figured with the time and the level up, people got a lot to listen to. Oh, yeah. give us a couple more questions. Yeah, let's all do right, it. All right, all right. Okay. Uh, from Rosanna Robles, or Robles uh, if you could trade characters with another player, who would you trade with and why? I feel like John mm. should be here for this one. It's unfortunate that he's not here. Yeah, we only get to, we only get to uh, well, it's two choices, right? I mean, first off, obviously, none of us would really want to trade. <laughs> we have invested yeah, right. in our own characters. Right. If we had to trade, I mean, each one has. I think Phil Near's sort of um, stock and trade is like sitting there quietly and then like dropping in the perfect comet. You know, <laughs> like the, um, I guess you had to be there. Yeah. That is still maybe the funniest line ever said on this show. That would be really well, hard you. for me. That would be really hard for me to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a garrulous fella. Yeah. So yeah, I think it would be easier for me to play Jonas than it would be to play Phil Neal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think if I had to trade, uh, I, I think being a wizard would be a little bit more challenging for me. And I might take it just for the, just for the idea of how having to balance all of that stuff. Cause I haven't played a, a pure caster class in a pure caster way. Clearly a warlock is a caster class, but obviously as a hex blade, it takes a turn. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I did have a storm cleric in another campaign that we were running and it was a lot of fun. So I do kind of miss, I miss yeah. that too. And, and, uh, you know, I played as a paladin in World of Warcraft and went back and forth between tanking and healing, and I get the uh, the support role and uh, kind of miss it sometimes. Yeah, it's tough being just a killing machine. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I'm a baker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is another good question that we should have John here for. But uh, do you use your character voices when playing with your kids? How far does Abel go with Charlie, Sam? That's what we want to know. I, I think Abel would terrify Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, I, you know, it's funny because I think so, definitely some of us are more comfortable with character voices than others. Um, and I think before this, I would not have done a character voice in a D&D game. Yeah. And we all kind of agreed that like, okay, 
I think we have to do character voices because it's audio only and we need that sharp distinction between when you're talking as a player, when you're talking as yourself, and when you're talking as a character and we want them to be distinct and differentiate them more. So we all kind of agreed that we had to do this before we all figured out what our character voices were going to be or whether any of us were any good at character voices or because I don't think we hadn't really used them in our, our main game at all either up to no. that point. No, I don't yeah. think so. Um, so I had brought in an Irish whistle. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, as my props, right? As my as my bar, but I, yeah, not a not, not a voice. Um, I so you like um, you will meet a character soon that whose voice is um is my cousin my cousin uh uh uh-huh, Billy Carroll Blaylock uh uh who who uh Billy Carroll. Yeah, he, Billy Carroll, and he played football uh, for the San Diego Chargers for for two years. Um, and uh, but uh, I use his voice when I read uh, the Big Bad Wolf, and he is the Big Bad Wolf. Little pig, little pig, let me come in, <laughs> and 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 it freaks my kids out. Honestly, I don't know why. Right. That's funny. I've so, used my character voices when talking to your kids, Tom. Oh my god, my kids are just—they're just like, oh my god, when is the voice man Tim going to come back over? <laughs> oh my gosh, Tim is yeah, so good. I, I think I, I think it's the I, first I, time I came over to your house. Right, the kids hadn't didn't know me, and I was like, "Hey, I'm Tim. You may not recognize me." And then they kind of looked at me, and I was like, "I play Phil Near," and they were like, "Oh, I know you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah like yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. You you left that day, and and Aya turns to me and says, "I bet he's a really wonderful father." And I was like, "I was like, man, I don't, he, I'm sure he is, but but, but man, that's yeah. right, Aya." Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Whenever yeah. he hears talking, on, like if it's talk radio or a podcast or something in the car, he goes. <sighs> Is this Dungeon Dads? <laughs> I wonder where he hears that from. That's, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I like don't. You don't um, have to sound so disappointed, Charlie. <laughs> you should be excited. You should be excited. Uh, I don't really. I don't think I use Filnir's voice uh, with my kids, but I do definitely do voices. Like, if we read a Sesame Street book, I do almost all of the characters to the best of my ability. Um, and switch between them, which makes, you know, saying Ernie said, Bert said sort of redundant because that's the whole point yeah. of doing the voices. But um, yeah, no, I do. I do a lot of voices with the kids. I enjoy doing different voices. Um, but yeah, Phil Nair is not one of them for some reason. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And then last do question. A, do we have a good capper? Yeah. Well, good capper question. Um, maybe. Brian McLaughlin asks or McLaughlin. I don't know. Uh how many 80s movie references can you use before it's too many? <laughs> I think you're lady hawking up the wrong willow there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many 80s movies are there and how many references can you pull per movies? Let's do some math. <laughs> this is some well, real genius stuff. Come on. I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I have a tagline uh, that I will, I will give away right now for um, one of our characters that you guys have not met yet. Um, Herr Walter Faust, 
his tagline is going to be, I want my $2. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a better off dead um, uh, reference, a John Cusack uh, staple. I gave um, Tempest my heart. He gave me a pen. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. I mean, we, well, and I think this is, I was going to say something that's going to make me sound real old, but I'm going to do it anyway. I think one of the motivations in like us doing this podcast is most of the people, or at least most of the podcasts that I have listened to, um, D and D, you know, actual play podcasts are being done by people who are younger than us. Yeah. Not much younger necessarily, you know, but enough that, a lot of times they're talking about things or making references to things. And I have no idea. You know, I think we talked about on a previous episode, we all like just missed Pokemon by like three or four years. Yeah. Um, you know, so all of that is a mystery to me, you know, there's, and, and having a show or having a podcast where the references would be eighties movies, you know, where I could say bust a deal, face the wheel and everybody <laughs> right. would laugh right. like that's, that's part of the appeal of doing this or part of why we thought there were people out there who would feel like us and who would want to hear something like this from guys who are in their demographic. Well, there's definitely people who are younger who are listening to us. And I think that we sound real fucking old to them. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, let me get my dentures back in. And, Hold on. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Like really like they're not sure if we have dentures or not. And, and, you know, like it, um, and, and here's, here's my one worry just as a man who's getting older, um, is that I, I have, I have people in my past who I could tell had super sharp, witty minds, but their references were so not speaking to me that, (laughs) that I thought that they were sad. (laughs) <laughs> and and I am so worried. So t- is this, this is a so- story? Is this a story about how you've learned empathy now, or no? I don't just now. You're just afraid. Yet. You're on the receiving end of it now. Well, I mean, I I guess it's just it sneaks up on you. And 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 I was uh, I was. That's talking- why you just got to talk to other old people. I guess so. I guess so. I have a I have a guy I taught with. His name is John Winkleman, and John is hilarious. Um. Reminds me of the Lindbergh baby, am I right? No, yes. No, no. This is the kind of thing he has because all of his friends, I mean, he is in his probably like late 50s, early 60s. All his friends are much older than him. And and he does a like a really mean Noel Coward. I don't know if you know who <laughs> Noel Coward is. Um uh he is the uh a speed talk singer from the 30s and 40s. And um, uh, and he has a song slash poem called um, uh, "Dogs and Englishmen." Wait, what is it? Um, uh, midday dogs and Englishmen, hot dogs, dumb dogs and Englishmen, something like that. It's all about someone going outside in the heat, um, and only like sort of dumb Englishmen and and uh, dogs would do this. Um, and I went down a pretty deep YouTube hole laughing my ass off at this Noel Coward guy. Um, but also in the moment, like it, I totally missed. And 
uh, and he thought he was the funniest person in the room because probably he was, but no one else got it. And so I do worry uh, to answer the question about how many 80s references is, is too many. Maybe, maybe one is too many. <laughs> but just depends on who's listening. But, but, but we really get a major kick out of each other. And I'm hoping that you're listening. Our listeners are listening partly because they like hearing us get a kick out of each other. Well, and the truth is we couldn't stop if we wanted to. That's true. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Check out No Coward. What a great bonus episode and what a great series of yep. episodes. What yeah, a great yeah. group of guys to be spending well, this, such this a, social distance. Just heard from John. With. He's still safe. Yeah. And everybody's concerned. We'll uh, post an update. I'm sure he's going to be okay. He's got his family down in the basement. He's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, if I had a nickel for every tornado warning I've been through, we, yeah. uh, I'd be a rich man. I'd, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he's got his family down in the basement and everything, but like, I would be like turn on the TV and like, eh, how much of a warning is it really? That's kind of how we deal with him here in, in Central yeah. Texas. Texas. Right let me, talk, let me see what Jim time. Spencer has to say about this. If he says I need to get in my closet, I'll get in my closet, but not till Jim Spencer <laughs> says so. Anybody else in Austin, you know what I'm talking about. In in Charlotte, the uh the 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 famous um uh weatherman is Larry Sprinkle. I kid you not. That's oh yeah, weather. Some, there's some good weatherman yeah. names. Larry weather people names. Larry Sprinkle. We got Dallas Rains over here in L.A. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. I, I feel like we've killed our momentum for concluding this episode. Oh, yep, that's true. Maybe we have to. <laughs> maybe we have to edit stay this safe, now. Stay dry. Yeah, yeah, stay stay together, everybody. And maybe we should have John record a little bumper on this just after he gets out of the tornado, so people aren't, you know, held in a state of suspense. Yeah. Yep. yep. We'll have cool. him. Uh, we'll have him pop on. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, right. We'll be oh, back next week with episode 14 right? from One Room. That's where right. We all got to see each other's faces in person for the first and, time. And we're going back to a an episode and then a bonus and then an episode and then a bonus. Have we decided? I thought 14 and 15 might go back to back, but Ooh. we'll figure that out. Well, it depends on if our fan base demands it. Right. <laughs> Will they demand it? <laughs> the they ones and ones and ones they, of you. They might want to hear episode 14 first. <laughs> and they might be like, nah, we're good. Yeah. We can we we can wait a bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Last thing I'll say is through the end of April, they're still doing pod chaser reviews for charity. So go to Pod Chaser, review our podcast, uh, raise some money for charity, um, and do some good. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, man. We love talking to you guys on social. Love having fans. It's the best. You guys are the best. We love it. Hey, everybody. This is John. I just wanted to let you all know that my family and I made it through the tornado just fine. So nothing to worry about. I hope you're all taking care of yourselves out there. And remember, nothing wrong with a little dad joke or two. Take care.